0: Welcome. My name is Martin Kubinger. I'm principal analyst at Kubinger Call Analysts. I'm here today to talk with André Durand, who is founder and CEO of Ping Identity, about the topic of passwordless authentication. André, welcome.
1: It's great to be here, Martin. One of my favorite subjects.
0: Yeah, and a pleasure to talk to you again. Um, So we have heard, heard quite a bit about passwordless authentication in the past, I would say, two or three years. So what's your take on passwordless authentication? Well, Martin,
1: we've been on an authentication journey now for the better part of the last 15 years or so. And uh, so I think our point of view on passwordless is that it's not the holy grail uh, of authentication, but it most certainly is the next evolution in the user experience of authentication. And we have a few things that we're attempting to achieve right now. One is that the strength of passwords and the number of passwords obviously has grown. So we are now being forced into password management on the one end, which is friction to the user experience of authentication. It's becoming more difficult. And on the other end, the passwords, because they are essentially fishable or stealable to launch attacks, account takeover and otherwise on our identity systems, it is, um, it, it is the weakest link, if you will, in the security of our authentication systems. So we have an opportunity here through this notion of passwordless to both improve the user experience and improve the security at the same time. Um, but as I said, I don't believe that it's the holy grail of the authentication journey, if you will, the evolution that we've been on. It is a very, very important next step. And I think our point of view is that it's not a product per se. Um, There's no one-size-fits-all. Every company is a little bit different. Different user populations will balance the security and friction and put the trust at different locations. So in highly secure situations, a little bit of friction is okay to achieve higher security. In other scenarios, you might just say, hey, everything lines up and we're just going to let the user in. It turns out that it's fairly complicated as well.
0: Yeah, so... so I'm with you. It's part of a journey. And we have been talking about the password list. The password is dead for, uh, I don't know how long, surely way more than a decade. Right now, I think we are getting a bit closer. Still too many passwords out there. Too many websites popping up, which still have username password as the standard authentication. Too many passwords in legacy systems. But when when you say the password, um, less authentication is just a Sort of a step in a journey. What comes behind that?
1: Yeah. So I actually think we're we will ultimately move to a system to where the systems around us, and that's both the devices, their embedded biometrics, and the hidden or implicit risk and fraud signals that we have access to, will become strong enough that our systems will eventually recognize us at certain levels of assurance. Um, Now we're still a ways away from that because it's going to require pretty sophisticated authentication systems to mix the signals that I say that we have access to device, location, geo velocity. Are we sure we've seen that device Are the patterns or the user behaviors the same, all of the signals need to line up. And as I said, the device biometrics like FIDO2, the new standards that are leveraging the embedded platform recognition capabilities, those things ultimately will come together in our various authentication policies to give us certain levels of assurance. And yeah. so, just ridding ourselves of a secret, the password, doesn't belay the total story of where we're going in recognition. It's not just about eliminating the password. It's about a level of assurance of authentication
0: yeah what i could argue is at the back end we have quite a bit of that we have adaptive authentication risk and context-based authentication uh, support for quite quite a while that is not entirely new but i think what you're bringing up is a different aspect that is uh, we need more signals from the device Um, we need at the end something which helps us not only to have at authentication time, a signal which says, okay, this is this device and this is a whatever maybe in the best case in this health state. And Martin has authenticated with whatever fingerprint sensor, but which provide us sort of continuously signals that help us to understand is this still um, sort of the same state? Is something going wrong? Um, how does Martin behave? Is Martin acting like that? So at the end, it's, it's probably gradually moving from a adaptive risk context based authentication approach which is mainly handled at the backend towards a one where where device and backend work very closely together to go to a real continuous authentication based on way more yeah. way more signals than than we do today
1: yeah no you're you're exactly right and i'm a big fan of the notion of continuous adaptive trust this notion that we're essentially combining at point Of interaction, the trust that we have in the identity of the user. And we typically do that through an authentication event. The trust and signals that we have of the device being used by the individual at the moment at which they're authenticating and creating a session. What we're trying to do is bring those two things together to build a level of assurance around the user's identity and evaluating that trust in real time because the signals are changing in real time. To essentially determine, do we let the user through or not is really the holy grail of identity as the control plane. And the authentication and strength of that authentication is important. We need to take the risk and fraud signals on one end. We need to take our authentication policies that map our own levels of assurance and trust to a session and a device, and then ultimately map those through to what is acceptable for users to access. And all those things are much stronger than they have historically come yeah. together.
0: Andre, but are we then really talking just about authentication? Because I think in that case, what you're describing here, uh, this continuous approach and the, the, the use of that information uh, factually, is is way more than just authentication. It, I think, it sure. inevitably ends up in a authorization approach it where does. we use it for 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 making authorization decisions that are very granular. That depends also depending also on the the, the, the transaction that is currently running.
1: Yeah, you, look, you're 100 percent right. It's a bigger a bigger part of identity is the control plane. Is that the authentication is all about step one. Let's ensure that we're interacting with the correct person that we think we're interacting with. But when we talk about identity as the control plane, the centralized control plane to enable access, now you also bleed immediately into authorization. So continuous adaptive trust is taking the authentication event and turning it from a single event into a real-time continuous evaluation. And step two is it is feeding that into an authorization engine that also has risk and fraud signals and is evaluating whether or not those risk and fraud signals should continue to allow a policy of authorization to continue. That's Mm -hmm. a bigger story in the journey of both the authentication experience and the authorization as coupled. Those two things come together to enable continuous adaptive trust. But going back to passwordless, one of the other things that we've recognized is that to achieve passwordless, again, Every company is a little bit different. what, What is acceptable user experience for one journey is unacceptable for another. And we have a number of techniques that are available to us, ranging from platform biometrics and security keys, both of which are now standards enabled through FIDO2. Super, super exciting. Very, very strong. And building upon that, we now have pass keys, the ability to essentially propagate these strong biometrics between our devices, which I think is also going to take a big bite out of passwordless once that becomes the default experience. We also have one-time passcodes, QR codes, magic links, native mobile apps that can initiate those phytobiometrics. So when we talk about enabling passwordless across our entire user population, we are also going to need to orchestrate what signals What passwordless techniques, how do we put those together with what authentication policies again to get the right level of security and friction? So there are multiple things that have to come together. But once we get the basics right, this becomes infinitely malleable for companies to essentially improve the user experience and get the right level of security.
0: And and I think that the the point you're making here is also explaining why passwordless is just a a step on a journey, right? So getting rid of the password is important and it's essential. I think we also can't blame users for, for falling trapped to phishing attacks when IT still works with solutions that require passwords. So um, it's not a user who is the the problem here, obviously. No. And so we, we need to get rid of passwords and this is part of the journey, but behind that there's something uh, way bigger. and You brought up FIDO2 a couple of times right now. And I think this is something which is still very, very much underestimated in organizations. That is this potential of FIDO2 to really shift left every authentication strategy. So not understanding FIDO2 as something I use in my my usual approaches on authentication, but FIDO2, I think, has the potential for being a bit the the unifying, the common denominator of everything we do in authentication, whether we use it to passwordless authentication system to a traditional access manager, or via web author directly to an application. This is really changing a lot and has so much potential, specifically with what you mentioned, the pass keys. And I think it's very important that organizations not only say, okay, I go passwordless, but I fundamentally rethink the way I deal is authentication authorization
1: the goal here as i said before is not just to rid ourselves of passwords the holy grail is to enable a secure frictionless experience on the journey to a secure frictionless experience passwords are in the way they're the weakest link in security and they're hard for users to remember and they're becoming more difficult so yeah so as we think about it We need to introduce the alternative techniques that can allow companies to authenticate their users without passwords and not using passwords as the recovery mechanism, too. That's also the difficult piece here as well. So like, start out passwordless, as well as migrate users from dependency on passwords to an experience that doesn't require passwords including in the account recovery uh, phase. So look, it is complicated at the end of the day. Are we securing customers or employees? What are we securing? Are we securing uh, web applications? Are we securing a native mobile app? Are we securing the desktop itself directly from the moment at which you open the desktop Mm -hmm. all the way through to the web session? And then what techniques are you using and how are you putting those techniques together, risk and fraud signals combined with explicit user actions like a face facial biometric or a one-time passcode or a QR code scan, what techniques are we putting together? All of these things, as I said before, need to come together in
0: the authentication platform
1: to enable these emerging frictionless and secure experiences.
0: And for that, we need to rethink, as i that said, the way we do authentication because there's way more going on these days, and way more options and potential for, for, for really sort of also a bit of a breakthrough innovation in authentication, which goes well beyond just getting rid of passwords. Andre, I think we are already at the end of the time we had. So thank you very much for this enlightening uh, insights into what you are looking at, what you are thinking. I think this is great information to all the people listening to this. Video cast. Thank you.
1: My pleasure, Martin.